Hello there! Welcome to the 25th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and Rampage superfan, Adrian Pinter. General Kenobi, it's nice to see you. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm okay. Are you? Ah, yeah. I'm, I'm alright. You know, it's, it's been a long couple weeks. It well, has been. Yeah, I've had some time off, so actually that, that particular part of the week, week's... Was been has been okay. That's but nice. Otherwise, working in retail, it's a, it's a long time. It's fun. Every day is a is a week. Every day is a week. That's a good. That's a new f- phrase. Every day is a week. Every day is a week, baby. I like it. In twenty twenty, like the year twenty twenty is like seven years in re- you know real time. in dog time. Yeah, in real time. Yeah, it's coincidentally the same as dog years. Every year. In real life is seven dog years. I don't think that's actually factual. It isn't. The first year of dog years <laughs> is actually 14 dog that's years. That's crazy. The first year of a dog's year. Years. <laughs> the first year of a dog's life is 14 years, I believe. And then it becomes seven after that. And then I think it slowly goes down the older they get. Does it? I believe so. You... I think they just they calculated an average, and that's why it became seven. I think that's why. Hmm. I'm not a doctor, though, so I'm not sure. You might be a vet, though. <laughs> Vets are doctors. That's very disrespectful, Adrian. Come on. So, let's see. Depending on the age of the dog, the first year is actually 15 years. Oh, 15. I was wrong by one year. And then year. it's nine years. Oh. And then it's four years. Okay. Four years. Four years. I see. Four years. Ooh. Four years. Ah. Four years. Ooh. Four years. Ah. Four years. This is for small dogs. I'm going to jump over to medium now. So it's 15. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but it's all slightly different. Welcome to the Veterinary Podcast, where we talk only about dog years. I wonder why we settled on seven, because no year of a dog, actually for giant Average. dogs. Average it out. Between, for giant dogs, between their fourth and fifth year of human years is seven years. But nothing else on this graph seems to point towards seven. You know what's weird about this? Why are we even calculating that at all? Like, a dog's year is just a dog's year. Like, what's the point of quantifying it in... Hu- it's, is it a quantification of human years? Is that what that is? I don't like know. Like, one dog is... One dog year is seven human years? human years in that, like, how a child grows. Like, this is not the same... It's a weird thing to calculate because people are also, you know, living longer than ever before. Yeah, it's just so the what's theory. what's the point of this? I think it's just a theory. Some people, I don't know. It's some people, do- people are comforted by it. They're yeah. comforted by it. They're like, oh, my dog grew so quickly. How is that possible? And they had to make it simple. It's, they're teenagers now. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. Like Groot. Like Groot. Yeah. It seems like Groot even grows faster. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what the time frame is. Yeah, we don't know exactly what the time frame is in the Guardians of the Galaxy slash Avengers movies in which Groot stars in. And, and ages. Was Vin Diesel? He was Groot as a teenager as well, right? Yeah, he just, he's, like, modulated he's at, his voice. Yeah, they, he was also Groot as a baby. Well, he modulated his voice again. No, that's his actual voice. He just did that voice. It would be really cool if he could do that voice. Imagine. I'm not exactly sure that Vin Diesel is the greatest actor. No, so I know this is not. Not a to insult Vin Diesel, I like the guy. He's cool. Yeah, I, I he's like a cool him too. guy. He's a he's an avid gamer and stuff. Yeah, he most recently joined a video game studio. 
as... Did he actually join the he video did. game series? And his, his title is Creative Director of Convergence or something like that. It's, it's really? This, it's like this made-up fucking What's the title. name of the studio? Do you know? Because mm. it's, the, the, it's the game developer that makes Ark Survival, isn't it? The game Ark? It's called Ark Survival. Am I crazy? Ark Survival Evolved. It's actually related to this podcast in that he's actually going to be in the animated series. His voice is going to be featured. We didn't yeah. talk about that, actually. That could have been part of last week's episode. Yeah, that's true. During the video game awards that they announced both the series and the fact that he's going to be mo-capped in the video game. It's all, as you mentioned, well, not to me, but to a friend of ours while we were watching the uh, video game awards, you were saying that uh, it was pretty jarring to watch him as a video game character because it was very much Vin Diesel. Yeah, and uh, so the the studio is called uh, Studio Wildcard, and this animated series has such an all star cast; it's mind blowing. What's it's the Vin name of the, What is the name of it, though? It's just yeah. going to be called Ark. Oh, it's literally just called Ark. Yeah. Again, based on the video game series that they came out like a few years ago, it's like a survival yeah. game you can play as co op. Is it multiplayer? It is multiplayer, Multi- and you can you can like raise a dinosaur. It looks massive? like it seems like a game that I would enjoy because you can literally just raise a dinosaur yeah. and stuff. But it looks like a buggy mess and just it looks janky. Maybe the second game is gonna be a lot fan. better. We should check the reviews for that and maybe jump in. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. But anyways, yeah. Sorry, the cast of the new so series from Netflix. It's on Netflix, right? Correct. Actually, no, they never announced the where oh, it's airing. Actually, I just assumed because of Netflix's love of animated series. They keep mm. making so many of these great animated series. But anyways, yeah, who's in it? Uh, so obviously Vin Diesel, but then they also have David Tennant, Gerard Butler, Elliot Page, Russell Crowe, and more. It's wild. Yeah, what a that's a studio wild card, as some would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's wild. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. How's your week been? How uh, has your week been? Oh man, it's just busy. You know, we're we're both working retail. You know how it is. It's the it's the week before the week of Christmas. I know. And so... then there's like talk of murmurs of lockdowns potentially. So we might be doing curbside, but we don't know. Yeah. So this actually might be the last episode we record in person for a little while. We may we might have to try to start doing this remotely. Gotta stay responsible. Yeah. I'll miss you. Well, you'll see me, kinda. Are we gonna do video? Yeah, we'll do video chat. I'm just kind of curious if it's gonna work properly if it's going to be difficult to edit because there's going to be some kind of weird latency where i have to keep adjusting hopefully hopefully it's easy to to edit but yeah we'll have to figure it out because i mean i imagine we'll uh, let's not dive too deep into this but i assume we're going to both be using audacity and then we got to just use a different program to actually have a conversation yeah don't reveal our secrets yeah you know we'll figure it out magician never reveals their secrets adrian come on we're mad mad magicians madge we're magicians Yeah. Uh, let's go into some show corrections from last week, shall we? Okay. The first one is my mistake. I wrote into our copy, and I recited it on air, on air, that the Chip and Dale series is not a series at all. Uh, <gasps> Disney Plus, or Disney, specifically at their Investor's Day conference, they announced that there's going to be a Chip and Dale movie starring Andy Samberg and John Mulaney as Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale, Rescue right. Rangers, Chip and Dale. Anyway, I just want to set the record straight. There is no Chip and Dale series coming out. It is just a movie. That's kind of disappointing. Maybe a series of movies. I know it may be excited that it was a series. Maybe that's because there was, there was so much from that Investor's Day conference. We announced Too much, so much. There was so much there that we barely even talked about anything personal. We just kind of jumped in and talked only about the facts. Just the facts. If you want just the facts, watch or listen to episode 24 of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. 
today on Apple Music or Spotify or Amazon Music. Or Google Podcasts or Deezer or other services that we exactly. offer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, did you have any kind of uh, other uh, other I did. Uh, corrections? Yeah. Clarifications perhaps from episode 24? I had a glaring omission. Oh, no. Not necessarily a correction, but an omission. Glaring. I, it's glaring. It's, it's glaring. glaring. What is it? And it's technically not even from last week. It's from the week prior. Oh, yeah? There was a new Apple TV original animated movie that was released called Wolf Walkers. Oh, okay. And it was released on December the 11th. I see. The weird part about this is I literally had a note in my phone about this movie that I just failed to mention. Did you that watch I, it? No, I have yet to. Oh, okay. Are but you it planning is, to watch it? I am indeed planning to watch it. I had a screenshot. I take screenshots of movies that I know that are coming out just to like kind of go through if I ever need to, you know, I, I, using my all my crazy sources. But this is one I totally missed. Came out on December the 11th. Right now, it is currently a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes with 129 reviews. Oh, So wow. it's apparently really, really good. I really want to watch it. That's, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's apparently fantastic. It's a cool animated art style. I, I really like how it looks. Um, I'm kind of excited to check this out. Cool, man. Yeah. That's excellent. That's it, though. All righty. Well, let's Otherwise, reach into the... What? Otherwise, I'm perfect. Oh. We were perfect last In general? Week. You're just perfect in general? Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast.gmail.com. And Master Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us, and he said, Greetings and salivations. Congrats on squeezing all that info into one podcast. I'm going to resist the urge to comment on everything and just stick to the subject that I was baited into. When Obi-Wan met Luke, he said, Obi-Wan? Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I feel like you didn't say it like that. I didn't, I didn't do a great job. Obi-Wan? Uh, <laughs> now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I really long channeled time. my inner Alec Guinness there. Yeah. Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi-Wan? Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. There is no indication that he was never called Obi-Wan initially on Tatooine. By the way, he was only on Tatooine for 20 years and not 30, as, <gasps> as we mentioned on the podcast last week. On a side note, I'm hoping that the Lando limited series will be Billy D. Williams reminiscing about earlier adventures played by Donald Glover. Rogue Squadron will probably take place after the destruction of the first Death Star and before the destruction of the second, likely not involving Luke except in passing. Both Filoni and Favreau were supposedly involved in the creation of Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic, and I find it unlikely that Filoni would completely desert Ahsoka to someone else. While I do look forward to the two series, hanging around in that time period seems contrary to the direction Star Wars has been taking. The Acolyte movie and some novels, kid stories, and comics will be coming out dealing with the next phase of Star Wars The High Republic. This will be set centuries before the events of the Skywalker saga, since only the next two films were revealed, it is quite possible Mr. Johnson will have a movie or trilogy either set in the High Republic or even further back into the Old Republic, starting another phase of the Star Wars media. Hopefully, by this time, the detractors of The Last Jedi will have hit puberty and gained the maturity to realize that just because they don't understand or like a movie doesn't make it bad nor worthy of the tantrums of the past. Let me know your thoughts, predictions, hopes as to the future of the galaxy far, far away with love always, signed Kenneth. And a quote here, I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I met you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. A quote by Darth Vader, and in parentheses here, this is the line 
that will specifically have to be finessed around in the Obi-Wan series if they actually meet. Instead, Vader should hire agents to find and kill his former master. So that's the end of the email. The email is specifically referencing, obviously, last week again. We, to- we talked at length about Disney, Disney's Investors Conference, as we mentioned earlier, and they talked a lot about the Star Wars series, one being Lando, the other being, of course, uh, the Rogue Squadron uh, movie, This is which is supposed to come out, the Ahsoka movie that's supposed to come out. Series. Series. Oh, I don't want to make that mistake again. Ahsoka series that's supposed to come out as well. And we talked about how this whole Star Wars thing is kind of suffering a little bit from that small universe syndrome in that they seem to not want to dive into other time periods, even though they've done it in the past, which is a little bit strange. Like they've dived into the High Republic before. They dove into the Old Republic, but they don't seem to want to do it for some reason. It's odd. It is strange, I I, I would say, but uh, he makes some really good points here. It would be really cool specifically to go back a little bit further in his email if Billy D. Williams was reminiscing about his past with Donald Glover playing the scenes in his past in the Lando series. I'm curious what they're going to do with that. If they have both actors in it, maybe that's the reason why they didn't announce who they're casting in that movie. Series. TV series. Why do series. I keep doing that? I don't know, man. You're, it's like you're when I say cool. watch for this podcast as if people watch it as opposed to listen. Why did you make a farting noise? <laughs> Very mature. Very mature. Yeah. Like the kids that don't like The Last Jedi, you know? Mm-hmm. The people that are wrong in their opinions. No, I'm just kidding. What do you think? What do you think about the what he's, his points here? Well, Simon, I think that Lando idea is fantastic. Actually. I think it is good. They I should think hire Kenneth is what they should do. They should. Yeah. Yeah, as, as advisor to the Star Wars uh, universe. I, th- I think he would uh, be a great fit for that. I think, uh, I-, I definitely agree. I would really like that I- idea. Um, again, I think Donald Glover did a fantastic job playing Lando in the Han Solo Solo movie called Solo Star He did, Wars he did a great job. It, it's true. We and talked about that last week, I think, as well. We, we talked did. about how uh, Alden Ehrenreich did a great Alden job. Alden Reichen, Exactly, that guy. Uh, he did a great job as Han Solo as well. Yeah, and again, I would love to see Billy D. Williams come back. I know at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker, not a good movie, um, they <laughs> they they did a little thing with Lando and possibly his daughter. Well, it is his daughter because they confirmed it in a bunch of books and random stuff. You know the issue with that fucking movie is, beyond everything else, is what? that they literally just came out with so many books and added material after to clarify everything that happened, where it's like, oh yeah, the kiss between Ray. Sorry, I'm spoiling a shit movie. Um, the kiss between uh, Ray and Kylo was a kiss of friendship, not a not of love. No way, they did that. Yeah, they did. And then they're like, also, Palpatine was a clone, not an not the actual Palpatine. And then they were just, they they also clarified, ridiculous. Yeah, that the, was Lando's daughter. I didn't know they clarified the kiss thing because there was yeah. so much tension, like the sexual tension between I know, them. I was loved the best it. part of the one of the well, not the best part of the Last Jedi, but the best part of Rise of Skywalker. I probably. agree completely. That's the stuff they did right is continuing that through yeah. line. Uh, My favorite thing was the connection between them in Rise of Skywalker, where they could like play off of each other with the Force. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. That was the best part. I'm so glad they did that part. That was because they again something new with the force as opposed to everything we've already all the tricks we've kind of seen before. But uh, yeah, that movie's just not good. Man, <laughs> man, Rise of Skywalker's bad. And, and everything that Star Wars is now, it sucks when it kind of goes back into. We're gonna talk about this actually because we're gonna talk specifically. We're gonna do a closer look episode. It's gonna launch later this week. It's gonna launch on Friday specifically. 
uh, the Closer Look episode for The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm I excited think, to talk uh, about it. We'll probably talk about some of the, the connections with the whole Star Wars universe and how uh, it can be bad or good, in my opinion, because of Rise of Skywalker, actually. It's funny. <laughs> like Rise of Skywalker sours that universe so much for me. It's, ah, Dude. it's so frustrating because it's the ending. The ending, they just didn't nail it. It almost feels like they should have... Ah, man, there's no way to fix that. There's really no way to fix it. No. I think I, it's done. I'm on the same page as you. That's what I was uh, t- talking about a few episodes ago where, like, I love The Mandalorian. I think it's great. But in the back of my head, I keep on thinking about how Rise of Skywalker just shit on everything that came before it. And it really just sours Star Wars for me. A little I, bit, yeah. I uh, I hate to be that guy, but I definitely have a lot less love of Star Wars after that movie. And like again, Which I'm sure clear, many people feel that way after The Last Jedi, which is okay. Teach their own. You're wrong, but teach their own. Right. Like, Ken is talking about how people are, are babies about The Last Jedi and how they don't like it. But just to be clear. They're pushing their political agenda. You Sure, sure. Feminism is, is destroying media. So, right. That, that's a lot of the arguments. But if you think about it, well, people who aren't arguing that, they're arguing that, you know, the moment with Leia in space or the, the, the hyperdrive. Like, they're finding all the nitpicking things that they can possibly find to make sure that they, they really dislike it. But specifically, it's not the same thing in that if you actually look at professional movie reviewers, they're nowhere believe that, that Rise of Skywalker is the best version of any of the movies that they've made. They've made nine films, and it is considered the worst movie, according to critics. The Last Jedi is considered one of the best movies. Now, you can say that Last Jedi, maybe the critics got it wrong, but did they get it wrong for both? Because, again, Rise of Skywalker is legitimately considered the worst. So if any any people listening to this that love Rise of Skywalker and they're wondering why we're shitting on Rise of Skywalker while also saying The Last Jedi is great and saying that people shouldn't complain about The Last Jedi, I mean, I don't know. We're kind of... We're hypocrites. No, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> we're not hypocrites. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, anything else about this that you... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like? I interrupted. I just said, what have you been watching? Oh, I was just going to move segue. the subject. Yeah, do, do, you have anything, do you have anything? There's also? one other thing I was going to mention. Okay, let's it's pretend that this at never the very happened. End. Let's pretend it. We're not going to cut it, though. We're just going to pretend that yeah. you didn't say that. I, I bet you that nobody heard what you actually said. I didn't even hear what I said. Because I was we were talking too loud. Anyways, the last thing that you mentioned was the quote, and that is a very good point. The The part about we meet again. They just got to make I've sure... I've been waiting for you over <laughs> It's an awful Darth Vader impression. That bad, actually. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't terrible. <laughs> now it's really bad. Now it's just becoming Bane. But anyway, um, it's cool because that, that line is the important part, for sure. Like, he can be Ben Kenobi and and say, I haven't heard it for a while, but it could be just a year. Like, he may not have heard it for a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's guess... a long time to not hear your name. Yeah, I know. Theoretically. So that, that part can kind of work for the Kenobi series. But there's the reason why he's referencing this is because Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi are supposed to meet again, apparently, according to rumors, anyway, uh, in the in the Kenobi series, which is exciting. But they've got to make sure they don't create a plot hole. I, I really do believe they've got to finesse around that line, as Kenneth says. It's like that moment where, again, I've been waiting for you, Obi Wan. We meet again at last. That part, I don't think I agree with Ken though. He says that uh, they should only send agents like assassins to go kill him. To go kill Kenobi, I think that they sh- that part should happen. That should be a given, I think. But I think that they can meet, and it still can be okay. Because there's going to be probably still like a ten, five to ten year gap. They yeah. can still meet again. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Maybe he's ready to kill him at that moment. He senses with the force that he's going to kill him. I don't know. 
Yeah. There's lots of things that could happen. Anyways, that's what I believe. I believe that they, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi can meet prior to A New Hope, but they just have to finesse around the line. As Star Wars guru Kenneth Saddlebauer has pointed out. What have you been watching, Simon? Wow, I didn't know you were going to ask that. Um, I've actually watched The Mandalorian, the end of The Mandalorian Season 2. But, of course, as I just mentioned, we're going to get into that on Friday's episode, a closer look bonus episode, in which we specifically dive into the entire season, which I'm excited to talk to you about. Very spoiler heavy, by the way. <laughs> Very spoiler heavy, as all of our closer look episodes are, and that's why they're separate, because we don't want to spoil anything that's not the worst movies of all time. Correct. I should be clear, actually. We're, if we're spoiling something, it's probably something that's extremely widely released and widely watched. Uh, it's probably more than a year old. Um, Chances at, are, at if, if least, you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker by now, you don't care. Are you really watching yeah, it? Yeah, you probably don't care about yeah, Star Wars. It's something, I mean... It's kind of like when we talk about... something wrong with you, but really, shouldn't you have watched it if you're a Star Wars fan? I'm just saying. Well, no, it's... it's yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, just... That's on a different level. It's it's the same with like the MCU. You know, like we can talk about MCU. That one's an easier one to talk about because, because everyone's it's so watched widely it. watched. Literally, Endgame is the highest grossing movie of all time. So, and a lot of the spoilers are just out there at this point, just because it's in meme culture, etc. But at the same time, we try to be as careful as possible with spoilers, and that's why we create closer look, I closer look episodes, which are spoiler cast episodes, so that we don't spoil it while we review it, which is the point. It's hard to review a whole season without talking about any spoilers. We'll just be dancing around subjects. What else have I been watching, Adrian, you ask? Well, I've been watching, watching, I've been watching Raised by Wolves, the the television show on HBO that Oliver uh, August wrote into us about three weeks now or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so Raised by Wolves, HBO show. HBO Max original. HBO Max original that's also on Crave, which honestly makes me hope for somehow... The 2021 slate of movies to be also released on Crave as well. There are Warner Brothers 17 movies. Again, we've still, we're still hoping. There's no news about these movies being released in Canada in any way other than in theaters. And on Christmas, we're probably going to be in lockdown. So I don't know. No one's going to be watching these movies in Canada at all. It's pretty disappointing that no one's made a deal yet with HBO to get the movies in Canada somehow. But anyways, regardless, Raised by Wolves, HBO Max show. Uh, it's about androids who basically raise human children, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and then the civilization that exists in like 21-something, 2145 or 2185 or something like that. It's a year. A long time. Future. A long time into the future specifically. It's a pretty bleak in terms of its actual, uh, this, the aesthetic of the show. I've watched three episodes so far. I don't know how many episodes you've I, I haven't you watched, watched it last week. Yeah, I haven't watched an episode since. But to be fair, oh. I haven't really watched anything this entire week. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Busy week? Busy week, man. Busy that's week. Cool, man. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. I honestly do. I think the android acting, the people playing the androids are doing an incredible job. I think that their acting ability is amazing. And it's an extremely original story. I think that it's... I don't know. I've never seen anything quite like it. It, it keeps going and, and diving into other topics and different things that I'm impressed with the funny thing is it actually reminds me most probably of um battlestar galactica of all things i never watched that but uh i've heard yeah it's uh it's interesting in that way yeah i'm a fan of this show and i'm i'll be happy to report on it more as we go i recommend it i don't know if it will last necessarily if it's popular enough because i don't see hbo really advertising it very much which is disappointing they i believe it released... got confirmed for season two already, oh excellent though. yeah by the way it's the first two or three episodes i think 
think all three were directed by Ridley Scott, which is cool because he's directing them legitimately. He's not the showrunner. He just directed them, which is really neat. It reminds me of uh, David Fincher directing uh, the first few episodes of House of Cards. But he was an, a producer, but he didn't wasn't actually showrunning it. That went to Bo Willman from House of Cards. I don't know if you recall that. No. David Fincher is a pretty like, big-name director. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Raised by Wolves ha- has been renewed at HBO Max for a season two. This was back from September. This is a Deadline article, so I just oh. want to confirm that. No wonder uh, Oliver was disappointed in us not reporting on this at all. We literally missed that news, too. Like, I never mm. said that in the montage at all in September. No. By the way, I'm, the montage is a segment in our show. You'll see it later. Hear it later. <laughs> just to fill you in, a uh, listener who's never listened to the show before. Yeah. What have you been listening to? Watching? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use those two interchangeably. Oh, man. What have you been watching, Adrian? Movies? Uh, video games? The news? I'll be honest. So I actually haven't watched like anything this entire week. Um, however, I failed to mention a movie I watched the week prior. It's a movie called Rust and Bone. It's a French movie. What's with you in like reporting on things that were happening a week prior? I don't know, man. I'm just, I just miss things. It's, okay. a, it's a busy time. Rust and Bone, that's the the uh, the movie that your mom told us to watch. Mm-hmm. I watched it. You it's watched cool. it without me? Yeah. Then we're going to watch it and then report on it. Were we? Review it. Well, I'm reviewing it right now. How old is this now. movie, by the way? It's 2016, I think. Oh, okay, cool. How was um, it? It's okay. I, I, oh, it's just okay. Like, I liked it. It's It's good. Um, it stars your mom's favorite actor. One of her one of her favorite actors, the guy from uh, the Bodyguard. What's the, the Bodyguard? Isn't it the Bodyguard the old guard? Oh yeah, whatever. Same thing. What's the Bodyguard? Is that not, isn't that a movie with? Um... No, that's a TV series. It's a mini series starting uh, starring. Um... Oh, that's a great show. I watched On the BBC. first. Yeah, watched the first few episodes. It didn't hook me. It stars uh, Matthias Schoenarts. That's the guy's name in Rust and Bone, who's also in the Old Guard, as well as Talia Al Ghul. From The Dark Knight Rises, which is, I, I guess, technically a spoiler, but it doesn't really matter to the end it's of the... a spoiler di- for the movie? Of The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> because you don't realize she's Talia al Ghul until the end. Oh, yeah. Eh, spoilers. If you haven't watched The Dark Knight Rises by this point, what the fuck? Okay, you gotta, we gotta tone it down here. Okay, Adrian, I'm gonna just on. start spoiling stop everything. Stop spoiling movies that are old. We're gonna stop that right now. It's not called The Bodyguard, by the way, that movie. It's just called Bodyguard. It's not a movie. It's a TV series. Why am I getting all these things mixed up? Anyways, it's a TV series. Bodyguard You're out of your goddamn mind. Stars Richard Madden, a star from... It's one of the Starks. One of the Starks from Game of Thrones. That show's really good. They've only really launched one season, though, which is interesting for Bodyguard. Yeah, it didn't hook me. I watched, like, the first, like, Oh, you didn't like episodes. it? It's just too dark and bleak. It's just like it is pretty bleak. I wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah, that's fair. But sorry, the the other uh, the woman that's another main character. Her name is uh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, and yeah, the the movie takes place entirely in French. It's pretty good. It's an interesting premise. It's just to be clear, I think you butchered her name, but I'm just gonna say that just because last week when I said some names, Moana or whatever the it's fuck Moana, you said. Moana, okay. You did say it wrong. Moana. I said Moana. Yeah, that's you, not that bad. You just said Mary. Marion <laughs> Co- Cotillard. I said Marion. Come Cotillard. on. I said Mo- Marion Cotillard. She's French. Put some. Put some. Marion Cotillard. I feel like that's just like offensive to French people now. Yeah, it was. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Keep going. It was a movie. Was it good? It was all right. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it enough. It's about this piece of shit dude who just isn't great with his son. He's kind of like down and out, not really doing much with his life, and. Uh, he meets this, he's, he's like a, I guess a bouncer at a bar, and he, 
Marion Cotillard. She's getting like beat up by a dude, and he like beats the crap out of her, and like saves her, and then you know brings her back to her apartment. And long story short, you know they just have like this one night where they interact, and he leaves her her number. Uh, flash forward a little bit. There's a big accident. She loses both her legs. Oh no! Um, in a freak killer whale accident. That's not a joke. Are you <laughs> that, serious? Yeah. And so it just takes place again within the first like 20 minutes of the movie. And for whatever reason, she decides to call him, even though they haven't conversed or anything. And that's honestly my only real problem with this movie. Because why? Yeah, like why? And, you know, he like goes over to her house and they like, you know, you know, he just meets her and, and they just start having a conversation and they start kind of becoming friends. But there's my issue with it is it's a nice relationship and from there it builds into this this, this awesome friendship like you like seeing them together and and you, and you and you like them playing off each other kind of but to me in my brain it's like forced yeah why did they start talking like why felt forced that's that's really my main issue with the movie but otherwise it's good the is it like pushing the idea of fate perhaps like the universe brought them together for some reason no she just called them she, all she did right, was but maybe the universe told her to call them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. But anyways, so yeah, you know, they just kind of start building their relationship. He also has, like, not a great relationship with his sister, who's kind of poor. And then he has a kid who he's not really great towards. And the movie kind of progresses, and everyone around him kind of suffers due to his actions. And it feels like he doesn't learn from anything that he's doing until pretty much the very end of the movie which is like okay but he just keeps on making choices and keeps on acting like this not a nice guy and i don't like his character throughout the movie and like marianne cotillard's character uh again she's like super depressed obviously she just lost both her legs but you kind of see her become a better person not necessarily a better person but you know accept the fact of like she literally doesn't have legs anymore and stuff and i don't know it's a it's a good movie I feel like it's trying to do a little bit too much, though. I feel like there's a lot of plot lines going on at the same time. Because, again, there's that plot line with the woman. There's the plot line with his son. There's a plot line with his sister. There's a plot line where he's doing a job. And they kind of all intersect eventually. But everything is a little bit too shallow, I guess is the best way to put it. Oh, okay. I wish they just kind of focused on maybe, like, his relationship with his son and the woman. You know, if they kind of made it a little bit tighter i think i would have enjoyed it more you definitely wouldn't see this movie in like a typical like hollywood movie i guess i just feel like it's a little bit more uh unique definitely i will give it credit there and the french also don't shy away from an excessive amount of like nudity and stuff which uh i always like forget about that you know european like movies and film like there's boobs and penises everywhere man for sure and uh it's just it's just a normal thing less violence more nudity exactly um, so i kind of noticed those things as well again it's a good movie i would like I don't, I don't think i'd watch it again i know my mom really likes it and it's not bad by any means i think it is worth a watch but yeah there's just a few things that kind of pointed out that i i just didn't enjoy i have a i have a tough time watching movies and tv shows where the main character is just incredibly unlikable i see and i off the top of my head i can't really think of any other examples real quick but the road to redemption you know i know but there's usually like nice traits about these characters like redeeming qualities redeeming qualities and to me he just seems like an asshole and i guess like his redeeming qualities like oh he's taking time out of his day to hang out with this you know woman and you know, bringing her places, 
when she doesn't have legs and stuff. But at the same time, he's still kind of a dick. Well, that's a redeeming quality, though. I he know. Spent the time. Yeah. He had empathy in that, those moments. Yeah, the, it is. And, you know, I feel like he's the only one that treats her like a regular person as opposed to treating her differently. I see. So, again, there's little things like that. But not a bad movie by any means. I, I would recommend it. I think it's on Amazon Prime here in Canada, so you can watch it for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Again, cool. It, it, my, my main issues with it, though, again, it's a forced beginning of the relationship, and I feel like it tries to do too much in not enough time. So everything feels a little bit uh, shallow. Right. Gotcha. The ending is satisfying, though. It does have a very satisfying conclusion. Well, that's good. Which I do appreciate. Cool. Yeah. Have you been watching anything else? Um, Shit's Creek. I've continued to watch Shit's Creek now on season two with my girlfriend. Good. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm hooked now. It's one of those shows easy to watch, half an hour uh, sitcom. It's uh, it's it's cool. I like it. It's interesting though, because it's a. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, this was on CBC initially. But CBC is funny. Their their ratings, the way that they actually allow for certain content, is a little bit less strict. I find than I guess American networks, and the, the CBC can just have swear words like the f word all the time. And oh they really? Just don't, they don't care, and it's actually it catches me off guard. But as I think of it as another show that's kind of in line with maybe The Office, or I don't know. Um, it's another good comedy. I don't know, Brooklyn Nine Nine or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, a sitcom. You just don't usually see that type of thing. So they just straight up say like "fuck" multiple times in episodes. Sort Not of thing? necessarily multiple, but maybe there's like a rule of two or one or something like that that they're they're adhering to. to Almost like a PG thirteen sort of to thing. land on CBC, but it's on CBC, so it's one of those things. Although CBC aired The Tudors as an example, that had a lot of nudity in it, right? Mm. It's it's interesting. Right. It's an interesting channel. I think the CBC, if I'm not mistaken, is also funded by the government in some capacity too, like Canadian Broadcasting Network, yeah. or corporation. Sorry. Yeah. I think it is a little bit like it's not owned by like a big corporation like Bell or Rogers. I think it's owned by the Canadian government. I'd have to check on that. I'm sure somebody will not correct us in the uh, by emailing in to spliffwhorsepodcast at gmail.com. But I mean, you can, you you can, uh, listener out there, you can just write into us and tell us if CBC is in fact Canadian owned. Canadian government owned. But anyways, yeah, good show. I recommend it. I mean, how can I not recommend it at one, like every Emmy? <laughs> but anyway, um, let's move on to the news. What do you think, Adrian? You know what? I actually do have one more thing to say. What, what? Which is technically a correction as well. Oh, another correction? So Going back in the episode. Real quick, because I, so I, I have watched a couple episodes of New Girl. Oh, okay, yeah, Of yeah. the final season. Yeah. The real final season, because I didn't realize that I wasn't on the final season. This is oh, season yeah, seven. you mentioned that you were in the final season. Yeah, so season seven's like a shorter eight-episode season. I didn't realize there was a season seven, so I like finished season six, and I was like, oh, that, that was kind of an abrupt ending. And then I realized, like, no, there's another eight episodes to watch. Oh, okay. I'm um, sure if anyone was listening to this and watched New Girl... They just shut it off because they realized, realized that a, wasn't even the last what is season. Ass. The moment with the Donald Trump thing wasn't even in the last season. No. This guy doesn't even like New Girl. It's pretty good, though. I, I'm enjoying it. That's it? That's what you have to say? Yeah. He's correcting that yeah, I just you made to that mistake. That. I've been um, making lots of mistakes, man. Whew. Yeah, like starting this fucking podcast with you, am I right? Oh, my God. Well, the news then. <laughs> Let's begin with a small collection of more focus stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As reported by publication Variety, things got heated on the set of Mission Impossible 7 this past week when star and producer Tom Cruise witnessed two crew members breaking the onset COVID-19 safety guidelines by standing within a few feet of each other in front of a computer screen. Cruise was recorded raising his voice at these particular crew members, saying things like, quote, 
if I see you do it again, you're fucking fired, unquote. During his emotional outburst, he also called attention to the fact that the production, much like many other industries, could not afford to shut down right now. The Mission Impossible shooting process also just got rolling again after 12 members of the team caught the coronavirus while shooting in Italy. Understandably, Tom Cruise has a lot riding on this production. The seventh Mission Impossible movie is being produced by Cruise, and it's one of the first productions to start shooting again after lockdowns lifted in the United Kingdom. He has personally invested a significant sum of money, specifically in an effort to keep his cast and crew safe. According to Cruz, many other Hollywood productions have consulted him for advice on how best to navigate a safe and efficient film shoot during this relentless pandemic. The seventh installment of the Mission Impossible franchise is currently set for release in November of 2021. Adrian, what do you think about this scandalous news? Well, Simon, I'm on Tom Cruise's side. Oh, yeah? I think he made the right call. I mean, he was obviously aggressive, but again, you're passionate. You want people to be safe. Not only that, but you've invested a lot of money into the pro- project. And if you listen to the whole the whole like two and a half minutes of him just ranting, yeah, he hits on a lot of good points. And he's it's not even about his money. He keeps on stressing about everyone else's jobs and people that lost their jobs due to the pandemic and how he wants to avoid that with everyone on the cast and crew. Right. They, want to, they don't want to lock down again. It's key. Exactly. So I honestly don't blame him. Uh, again, probably could have like handled it a little bit That's the problem better. with this is that the swearing is unnecessary. Like, you, can, you can deal with this better. It seems like it's probably last straw type of scenario. I'm sure, yeah, like I'm sure... Again, like, tensions are high, I'm sure, and the pressure's on, and he's probably tired, and he wants everything to go well. So, again, you can't blame the guy for snapping at that point. One thing I don't think you mentioned in this article is that after this happened, five crew members quit. Yeah. Um, And it's like, honestly, go fuck yourself, son. Yeah, like, you're literally going to leave a job because this man freaked out because he wanted people to be safe. You don't deserve a job at that point, and I hope they don't find work. I'll be whoa, a, whoa, whoa. I'm going to go that far. I hope they literally live in poverty for the rest of their goddamn no. lives. Fuck those people. I don't people. wish ill will on these no, I don't. individuals. I, I'm obviously being facetious, but I just find it a little bit ridiculous that people would go as far as to quit a job when, again, you're working in the film industry. The film industry is practically on hiatus at this point without, you know, other than a few productions going on. You're going to throw away a steady income because... Tom Cruise yelled at you or yelled at someone you knew because you or someone you knew wasn't following the strict policies of keeping people safe. I just, I can't sympathize with those people that quit and I can sympathize with Tom Cruise. Definitely could have handled the situation better. I think we can all agree on that. Like he he, he flipped out, but we don't know what led up to that moment. We don't know how many times he must have brought up this situation it could have been the first time even then i think it's justified but maybe yeah i think it's the first one maybe he just snapped all of a sudden he never even talked about it with anybody yeah but some people have been claiming that it's like a publicity stunt i don't know if that's really true because when somebody spends seven hundred thousand dollars to rent a cruise ship so that people from the cast and crew of mission impossible can live on it and self-isolate i don't think you're necessarily making a publicity stunt when you're yelling at them to you know social distance properly tom cruise is arguably one of the most famous people on planet earth i don't think he needs any like extra fame maybe he thinks he needs like to be 
believed to be a good person or something like that. I don't know. I that's, we, that's the claim. That's the claim that some have said. I'm not going to name any names, but people just try to find a reason for everything. Like it, it, it seems like it. I, it does seem like it's justified. The only thing I don't like about it is the way it was handled. So the tone, the tone, the tone in which it was handled is a problem. Like you don't have to swear at people. It's not really like that part is really not necessary. Like if you listen to the tape back, you can find it on Variety or Deadline mm-hmm. or elsewhere. Again, I can sympathize with it though. You're a passionate person. Your passion. Imagine renting out cruise ships, though. Yeah, like uh, think about that, dude. Imagine having, imagine having seven hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to rent them out. But, but it's insane to spend your own money to get that done. I know you're trying to get this. You're going to make money on the movie in the end. I'm sure well, he's got a lot riding on it, and that he's going to make a lot of money. But it wouldn't have been money you would have spent out of the pandemic. You could have just allowed the studio to do it. So to yeah. do that out of pocket is pretty cool. Like it's a good idea, theoretically. I don't know. I. I'm a big fan of a lot of these companies that are really going above and beyond to actually make sure that their their employees are safe. And then there's a bunch of companies like, I don't know, like Cargill. You see that? The Cargill no. meat, meat packing plant. They had like hundreds of people get COVID in Montreal or something like that or Alberta or something like that. And they and they ended up having multiple people die from COVID because they just don't have any, any kind of – they didn't have very good restrictions for COVID-19 or any good health and safety uh, measures in place. Jesus okay, that Christ. happened in the beginning of the pandemic. Guess what just happened in Guelph, Ontario, the place we, where I live at least. At, at the at another the... cargo plant here in Guelph just happened the same thing. People didn't die, but eighty people got COVID. Like, what are you guys doing? You, how come you can't get your shit together? It's awful because that's just, well, it's so it's close to home. Yeah, this is avoidable though. It's that's ridiculous. Little, man. It's strange, is it not? No, I I'm agree pretty with sure you. it was in Guelph. Again, don't quote me on that part. I'm pretty pretty sure that that. That was in Guelph. If I recall correctly, seeing the news article, I was shocked because I was like, "What? That's in, that's right here." So I was like, "80 people? That's like more people than on planet Earth, arguably." We've had in a day in a while. Like that's been yeah. reported anyway. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I respect the effort to keep your crew safe, but please don't yell at them. Everyone's tensions are running high, and it just doesn't help that part. At least the yelling. Yelling issue. Fair enough. I, I don't necessarily blame him, though. Like, again, the obscenities are just unnecessary, though. They you are, have to yell but, yeah. with, with swear words. I feel words. like everyone's been in that situation where it's just like, you're just stressed out. And But to quote uh, Michelle Obama, when they go low, you go high, Adrian. Shut up, Michelle. Whoa. That's not very nice. That's not very nice. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a quick aside. You know, Have you heard of all those conspiracy theories about Michelle Obama being a man? You know what? about those? No, I did not. Dude, look into it. It's fucking hilarious. Like it's a good rabbit hole to fall on. Do they believe down. it for real, or are they just trolling? No, I think I don't know. I don't know. The trolls are just so believable at some point. But yeah, well, maybe it's people who believe are believing the trolls though. And then there's an actual conspiracy theorist. I think a lot mm. of these conspiracy theories are based on trolling. Like, is pandemic like the plant the idea that the COVID's not real? Isn't that maybe built by a troll? Like, a- maybe. I don't know. Or like a psycho. It's, it's a question. There's a question. Like, where, they didn't get the facts, so where did they get this from? Like, a psycho isn't just somebody who just yeah. actually believes that information? The pandemic, like, the pandemic is not real? The COVID-19 is not a real thing? Yeah, man. Anyways, it's, it's crazy stuff. Anyways, let's move on to number two. Shall we? Sure. A lot of the words I'm saying are not real words. I just said shall we instead of shall we. Anyways, moving on to Wait, what's shall we? I don't know. I'm crazy, man. I can't speak. Dude, you're crazy, man. You can't After this, speak. I'm going to go see Moana. Number two. What? As reported by website The Verge, the HBO Max application is finally available on the ever-popular Roku video streaming devices as of December 17th, 2020. This means 
that the over 40 million Roku users in the US will now have access to the service if they want it. HBO Max is the Warner Media streaming service that launched in May of this year on various platforms, but with notable platform omissions. The rollout and buzz behind the streaming service was muted in comparison with competitor Disney Plus, for instance, who launched the Disney Plus streaming app on as many platforms as possible in the first two months of release, including on Roku and Amazon Fire Stick. Wow. HBO Max surprisingly only recently landed on Amazon's Fire Stick platform in mid-November of this year, for example. According to Variety, even Sony's brand new PlayStation 5 console users had received access to the HBO Max app prior to Roku users. This new, more open availability of the HBO Max application comes just in time as Warner Brothers gears up to launch their entire 2021 film slate both in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Adrian, Roku, HBO Max, what do you think? It's crazy that it took this long because HBO Max has been out for nearly a year, if not longer or shorter. I don't know, but well, I just when, said it in the the blurb I just read. When when did it launch? In May of 2020. 19, HBO Max. 22. Are you asking what the streaming service we just talked about? Yeah, you said it. Yeah, May of 2020. I was listening to you. You never said that. I 100% did. You're just going to splice it into the edit. I, I'm not. Just to cover I, your I butt. Anyways, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry oh about it. Oh, my goodness. Worry. I know you're going to splice it in. You're going to make yourself seem right. Well, but... I am very good at editing. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. <gasps> Gasp. Or maybe I'm not good at editing. So you would notice. Mm. But yeah, it's it's shocking to me that it took this long. Because to get on things like, hell, I didn't realize it wasn't on Firestick until mid-November. Oh, that's it's wild. That's bananas. We knew that man. already, though. That was one of the news articles we read before. We were... I already forgot about it, though. That's the whole point. It's disaster. It's very interesting because I, I genuinely think if HBO didn't have such premium content and having the backing of you know all these Warner Brothers properties, minus Harry Potter, um, like backing it, HBO Max would have flopped so quickly. I think we even have evidence of that, of of a program like Quibi Rest in Peace, which is now Dunzo. Quibi obviously had a, like a bunch of issues, didn't have as amazing original content as HBO Max has and all of that stuff. But one of the glaring omissions is that Quibi was literally only on smartphones. You couldn't cast it. You couldn't get it on any app. That's because that was like the that. point, though. The point I, of Quick Bites, aka oh Quibi, was the was really to have it on on phones so you can watch it in portrait or landscape. And that different perspective was the idea to get it on Apple TV or PlayStation or you know, any smart TVs, that's not really the point. No, I agree, but I think that was part of the reason why it failed. Obviously, it failed because of COVID. Well, that Because well. you couldn't watch it on TVs because of COVID. Existing. Well, no, that's what I mean. So that's fair. Yeah. So I think it's a that's like a prime example of what could have happened to HBO Max. Again, if they didn't have all this backing of amazing HBO content, like all of Game of Thrones, all of Westworld, all of all of Watchmen, etc. Well, they already now, had HBO Now. Think about that as well. They have to relaunch a streaming app. They already had HBO now. They're like, let's re-release re it as HBO Max now. Yeah, what they was the difference? It. What was the difference? Well, because they're going to put Warner Brothers content on there as well. Their whole plan uh, yeah. was to like consolidate their branding. But still, HBO now is still found on devices after HBO Max launched. And so the, the confusion of having HBO channels on certain things like Roku, and that's why it took so long to launch it on Fire Stick and Roku is because they didn't come to an agreement because they had a version of HBO on Roku. It's just strange. Like it, they didn't 
think about it before they launched. They just didn't. They just launched it, and they're like, "We'll plan it after." I'm like, "No, half measures. Plan it out first, then launch it. Have a clear plan." Disney had a clear plan. They planned to release Disney Plus pretty much, I think, for like a year, and then they knew exactly how they were going to launch it. They knew what was going to come to it eventually. COVID-19 threw a little bit of a wrench in their plans because they, they couldn't film a lot of the content that was supposed to come out. So there was going to be like three Marvel shows coming out in 2020 and that just couldn't happen because COVID stopped filming processes. But yeah, it's a it's a weird one that it took them this long to do it. It seems like they're getting their shit together, which is good because they're realizing now like, oh, streaming's important. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it, it does kind of seem like they are getting their shit together and it's obviously not too little too late. Like HBO Max is going to flourish, especially within the next year. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring this story up is not necessarily about like HBO going on Roku is we talked about all that blowback from last week with, you know, Denny Villeneuve uh, talking about um, his disappointment of June going on uh, HBO Max, obviously Christopher Nolan. As opposed to releasing in theaters first and then releasing many months later on HBO Max. Yes, exactly. Which is actually doing like some kind of weird opposite day type of scenario where it's launching, by the way, just to be clear, they're launching all of these 17 films like Dune and like Kong, the Kong versus Godzilla movie and Suicide Squad. These movies are all launching on HBO Max as well as theatrically at the same time. But then they're going to take it off 30 days, 31 days after it's launched on HBO Max. They're going to take it off of, H- off of HBO Max. And can just keep it in theaters. And then put it, keep it in theaters. Like, what? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because even, I feel like James Gunn, I remember reading James Gunn even came out kind of t- talking about his disappointment of the, the decision and him yeah, yeah. kind of being guaranteed like he has full creative freedom and all this creative vision and he has more control over his property yeah, by going okay, with yeah. them. And it kind of backs up. I think... Do you believe that Warner Brothers is going to take a step back and possibly not put all the movies next year onto HBO Max? Because the more I look into it, why do you think it, that? Just just because of all the blowback from the directors themselves and and it getting has there been a lot more, more blowback heat. recently? Like not in the necessarily. Last few days? Not necessarily. I, again, I read the James Gunn thing in the last few days. I know we didn't mention that last week, so um, so that was like another thing that I read. And again, with Denny Villeneuve. Uh, I, I just I think James Gunn. The James Gunn part was right after, though. Again, on social media. Oh. The reason why I don't believe you don't think it will. You know why? Why? Because they just released a sizzle reel with the HBO talking about all the seventeen films. They just released another ad saying how mm-hmm. important it is that they're releasing these seventeen films. You should get HBO Max now because here it is. We're launching all these films, starting with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming this Christmas. They just did that. I don't know if did you notice that so sizzle reel? Did you no. watch it? It was on social media. I kept kept seeing it but it wasn't there when they announced the 17 movies because then they afterwards they said that they at the very end of the sizzle reel they advertised the game of thrones prequel oh yeah yeah did you, yeah. Did you watch the sizzle reel now no you remember it oh no <laughs> no what are you talking about then why are you why are you like oh yeah because oh because you realized that they announced the date yes yeah they announced the date was going to be in 2022 which we kind of already knew but they were just emphasizing it in that at the end of the reel of all of the things that are coming to HBO Max, whether it be TV series or specifically, there was a huge focus on again Wonder Woman 1984 coming in on Christmas. The actress. Sure I'm not sure I understand either, Siri. Honestly, you shouldn't God be so damn stupid. God damn it! But anyways, God um, damn it! It's very rude. Yeah, honestly. I know. I hate her. 
I just can't believe she's it. Interrupting. She's interrupting. She's honestly worthless. So real quick, uh, like my, my lover, like my like baby name for her is Cutie Bum. That's how I have it in my phone. And I always Your ask. lover. My lover. Your girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, just to be clear. I always say lover. People know. People listen. Or they don't. It doesn't matter. You have no idea if people listen. We don't get any feedback. No one ever writes in about, That's the, true. about your lover. That's true. You're right. I agree with but that. But you can write in with our email. Spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And we can email you back. We, no. Saying thank you. And then we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyways, but. Uh, Pretty much, yes. I will talk about it. <laughs> but yeah. That, Unless you're like just throwing obscenities at us. Okay. Anyways, go on. Sorry. I'm interrupting you. I apologize. Don't don't give me those eyes. Don't 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 look at me like that. Okay, I'm fine. I get it. I get it. She's going. Tell Anyways, me. Uh, but yeah, I have like cutie bum in my contacts, and literally I'll be driving home like, hey Siri, like call cutie bum, blah 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 blah. And it's always just like, do you mean cutie bum mobile? Yes, the only fucking cutie bum in my goddamn contact. That means you have two phone numbers there. I don't have two phone numbers. You Simon. checked it. I checked it. I checked it, Simon. I only have one phone number for her, a single one. And then when I go, like, okay, fuck, maybe it's because I'm saying her first and last name because I haven't put it in like that in my phone. So, like, just put it as a nickname. That's how it's built in the, in the context. Give a fuck anymore. It'll work better if you do that. And then I'm like, okay, Siri, so call cutie. You don't have a cutie in your context. Yeah, I fucking do. Anyways, not important. It pisses me off every time I drive home from work because I usually just call, uh, call my lover just to have a nice little conversation on my drive. I understand. That's my rant about Siri. Screw Siri. I see. Garbage. 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 They're all kind of bad, though, aren't they? Mm, I Like, Google Assistant, it's definitely I've used better. them all a little bit, and I've, I find that they're all... Shite? They're, they're all... I mean, they're not... They're not been improved that much lately. Like, when Google Assistant came out, it was, like, revolutionary. When Siri came out initially, it was revolutionary, but then they just didn't do much with it. It's just... I feel like the future of computing and, and a lot of these newer phones, I feel like the... Thing, and even in video games is really how well the AI works and how like it, it will be transformative when it starts to know what you're kind of going to ask before you ask it or it's able to have a conversation with you which none of them seem to be able to do so far anyway we're really well let's hope here. let's hope this covid vaccine puts a microchip in us like everyone's predicting and then i can communicate with siri and google assistant yeah non battery operated microchip that mm-hmm. it's somehow able to just uh, sustain you're gonna have to re- keep re-upping it oh that's why they're doing two vaccines yeah that's why there's two vaccines because they gotta re-up the the battery life on the well, microchip the microchip has a little uh like solar panel li- oh, a little no. hamster a little hamster on a wheel no inside. no 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 it's just a it's just a little like water wheel or whatever those called you know those things it's running with her bloodstream yeah exactly and it spins to power it with the bloodstream oh it's going around oh i see yeah it's powering it like that Oh, I see that as well. That's revolutionary technology. I know. It's incredible. It's because I developed it. Oh, my goodness. You hear mm-hmm. it here first, folks. Surprise. The developer of the microchip for the vaccine. Okay, let's not do that because like, I feel like people will believe it. They'll believe that <laughs> legitimately the Pfizer vaccine has a microchip inside made by Adrian Pinter, and then they're not going to get it. You helped. You're you a doctor. You all. You're a doctor. We all need each other to get the vaccine so we can all be safe in 2021. I'm going to get the vaccine eight times. I'm just going to keep on lining up and put it on a different disguise, and then I'm going to become super immune to the virus. Yeah, you become COVID-19 man. Yeah. COVID man. Yeah. COVID man to the rescue. I'd be COVID negative 19. Oh, you're going to get it 19 times? <laughs> yeah, dude. In honor of COVID-19? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm crazy. I'm uh, crazy, man. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyways, they should have put Roku on their platform long before. They should have put HBO Max on Roku long before. What did I say? 
Roku on their platform. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am tired, honestly. This is what's going on here. I, I'm, I'm a tired boy. And do you I, want to do the closer look episode after this? We yeah, we're going to make it. We're going to do postpone. it. We're going to do it. Are you we're hungry? Gonna, we're going we're gonna to record it after No, I'm not hungry. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I just said that. I know. I was just curious if you were hungry as well. If you needed brain food, I'm hungry. It's fine. It's fine. It's All fine, right. Adrian. It's fine. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, number three. As <gasps> followed by publication The Hollywood Reporter, Ready Player One actress Olivia Cook, The Crown actor Matt Smith, and Wanderlust actress Emma Darcy have all been cast in the upcoming HBO Game of Thrones prequel series House of the Dragon. Matt Smith and Emma Darcy are meant to play Targaryen siblings Daemon and Rhaenyra, while Olivia Cook is set to play Alicent Hightower of the Hightower bloodline. Yes, of course. The series is being co-showrun for HBO by famed Game of Thrones director Miguel Sapochnik and the Rampage film screenwriter Ryan Condal. Are you serious? House of the Dragon is currently set for release in 2022. Okay, let me get into this. The Rampage screenwriter, arguably the best movie of whatever year Rampage came out, is going to be the screenwriter, one of the writers on this show. Right, Ryan Condal. That's, Ryan Condal is the showrunner. He's, showrunner. He's the showrunner alongside the. You know, you know who Miguel Sapochnik is, right? No. He directed a lot of the big episodes. Most of the battle episodes, like the big battle episodes, are directed by Miguel Sapochnik. That's awesome. It's cool. You have to look into which ones exactly, but he he directed them fairly. Battle of the Bastards. Miguel Sapochnik did direct Battle of the Bastards, which is one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones in general. That's season six, episode nine. But uh, yeah, he did. Honestly, he did direct other episodes that are the bigger, bigger set pieces. Which is the Battle of the Bastards. That must have cost a ton of money. Yeah, at least seven, eight dollars, give or take. Yeah, seven, at least seven or eight dollars. Like not thousands, not millions. We're talking dollars. Yeah, but um, the American dollar. What do you think about this whole situation for? for the new series, are you excited for the new prequel series for Game of Thrones? Honestly, not really. I don't why? know. I don't like, know. Why aren't you excited? You like Game of Thrones. I, I really like Game of Thrones, and uh, yeah, despite the ending being kind of like, uh, I wish it was better. I still really love the show. It's still up there, and in some of the best quality television we've had ever. But uh, I don't know why I did that. I was just being dramatic. I just wanted to set the stage. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's something about prequels that I I rarely get overly excited about but maybe that's just me spouting bullshit. I don't bullshit understand what because, that means. I don't know maybe it's just because I, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen and what happened but at least like we know what happens to the Targaryen bloodline so I guess we're building up to that point. I think it's going to be a great show. I mean I'm fairly confident I don't, I don't think they're just going to kind of throw away the Game of Thrones like IP and make something it's just many years before okay. though so we don't really know like it's not really gonna connect i don't think they're gonna butt up against each other anyway at all you don't think well, they're so, so it's, it's like i think i think hundreds of years before is it yes yeah, i think if i recall correctly it's a while before mm. so i don't think we have to worry about that it's like the stuff of legends for the targaryen family so i don't think we have to worry about that too much yeah i, I mean the cast so far seems to be pretty good so i know olivia cook mostly from bates motel actually um, and she's really fantastic in that. Uh, she plays like a young woman that's like friends with uh, Norman Bates, and she's she's a really great actress. I, I really like her. And despite Ready Player One being a shit movie, in my it's opinion, not a shit movie. I Ready think Player I think One. She's good. Steven Spielberg directed Ready Player One is a good movie. I disagree. I disagree. It's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. It's I good disagree. Movie. It's enjoyable. Not for me. It's fun. I disagree. Lots of great references. That's all it is. It's just a movie of a bunch of references. 
I don't know. I think it's awesome. Mm. It's awesome to watch. It's not a great movie in that it's not like, I don't know, technically incredible. But it, it's, it's really good. I, I like it. I'm glad you do. I do not. And critics like it as well. Critics are wrong. Okay. We've been through this. <laughs> no. Anyways. But yeah, I don't, I don't love Ready Player One whatsoever. Matt Smith. I mean, I've seen him in a few things. He seems like a good actor. Yeah, he's good. And um, he's good indeed. Emma Darcy, I've definitely seen. Like her, her face is familiar. Her name's familiar. I just can't really put my finger on what I've seen her in. I've, I used to watch a bunch of British TV, so that's probably where I've seen her in some random episodes of some TV show. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite. Uh, I'm interested. Like I'm definitely gonna watch this. I'm just. It's not on my list of like I cannot freaking wait. Oh. God, yeah, more Game of Thrones stuff. I could honestly... like. I- well, I don't know how this is going to be, so I don't really know. And I'm not a big fan of somebody who wrote the... You know, don't you dare. Rampage. Don't you dare. Come on, you don't like Rampage, Rampage that is much. A, I mean, you don't a, think it's a well-written movie? We talked about it last episode, how there were lots of plot holes in it. Yeah, That's I know. literally the writing. Yeah, it's fantastic. The good thing about that movie is it's a fun movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and there's giant monsters beating things up that that's the that's the benefit here well my assumption is that um ryan condal he's just gonna write the dialogue for the dragons exclusively because he knows how to write for big monsters so i think that's what he's on right board for so i'm i'm very confident in that actually speaking of that uh matt smith's character is a dragon rider a demon or daemon targaryen rides dragons that's his thing like he ro- sexually no. Oh. I think oh. that's like the Dawn of the Dragon Rider kind of thing, though. So I wonder if there's going to be more of a connection between Damon's ability to talk to the dragons, maybe, than what Daenerys could do hmm. in the original series. I'm just kind of curious what the connection is, because I, I think the dragons are supposed to be like extremely smart and intelligent creatures, but they weren't really shown to be that in the Game of Thrones, like the original Game of Thrones series. No, they just seemed very aggressive and uh, yeah, they were kind just- of weak. To be honest with you, yeah, by they got the end of it, defeated a little too easily. Way too easily. Yeah, it's not really. I don't know. I, I'm hoping they're gonna give them a little bit more character. Like they'll give them a more of a backstory, and we'll maybe get to see what their agenda is or what it might be somehow. Maybe they can speak, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, Matt Smith, I appreciate you riding me. <laughs> Let's conquer the world together." And exactly. then he's, he's going to be like, oh my goodness, what a great idea. I didn't know you could speak. What a great idea. This is crazy. And I, 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 who's Matt Smith? That's a good question, he exclaims to himself as he asked it immediately. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, am, I am definitely curious about this. I don't think it's going to be bad. It might be, but I don't think so. And uh, it's going to be interesting because this is really just expanding a world that uh, George Railroad Martin made. And I don't think he's ever really written about this, to my knowledge. So this is really just them going in and creating their own, not necessarily universe, but expanding a universe that has no sort of plot, if that makes any sense. I mean, obviously, there are specific events that happen that they're probably going to follow, but they don't have books to follow, like, kind of beat for beat for the storytelling. Which which they were already doing in the last few seasons of Game of Thrones anyway. Correct. They didn't which, have any books to follow then either. Yeah, which people argue is where the show kind of, started going downhill well it doesn't have to go downhill because we got new showrunners though yeah new screenwriters again arguably the best screenwriter of our time ryan condal who wrote one of the best movies he's written other things by the way i should give him a little bit more credit i just found it funny that he wrote rampage as one of his one of his movies so it's a great movie great movie better than ready player one that's for sure no, it is not. It is. You don't believe that for real. I do actually believe that. How can you believe that? Because I, I like that movie better. 
You don't think it's a better movie, though? No, I, I think it is. Are you joking? No, man. Okay, we're moving on to the montage. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as reported by Variety, actor Chris Pine is in talks to star in the Dungeons & Dragons movie that is being directed by Game Night film directors Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. I wonder if this is going to be a comedy then. Game Night? Fantastic comedy movie. Unbelievably hilarious. So good. I highly recommend that movie. Number two, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Rise of Skywalker actress Naomi Aki has been cast in the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody that is set to be directed by the photograph director, Stella McGee. Interesting. You know what? Rise of Skywalker is also a better movie than Ready Player One. What? No. Number three. As reported by publication Deadline, director M. Night Shyamalan's Apple TV Plus series, The Servant, has been renewed for a third season ahead of its season two premiere date. That's pretty awesome. Every movie that M. Night Shyamalan has made is better than Ready Player One as well, I think. Number four. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix's Trinkets series actor, Quintessa Swindell, has been hired on for the role of the superhero Cyclone in the DC movie Black Adam, which notably will star Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the title role. Dwayne The Rock Johnson also starred in the movie Rampage, which is a better movie than Ready Player One. Number five, as reported by Deadline, Baby Driver actress Lily James and I, Tonya actor Sebastian Stan have been cast as Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, respectively, for a limited series on Hulu. The series, being produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, is set to chart the tumultuous relationship between Anderson and Lee that led to the scandalous leak of their sex tape. Baby Driver and I, Tonya are both significantly better movies than Ready Player One. Like, they're on a whole other level of better. Okay, what's your point? Number six. As followed by Variety, the Lizzie McGuire sequel series that had been set to come to streaming service Disney Plus has unfortunately been abandoned, seemingly due to creative differences amongst members of the production team. The Lizzie McGuire movie that premiered on Family Channel is actually a better movie than Ready Player One as well. No, it isn't. Number seven. As Deadline has reported, NBC streaming service Peacock has renewed the comedy series AP Bio for a season three after it was previously cancelled by network NBC after two seasons. Uh, NBC's Peacock is going to be getting the Harry Potter movies on that streaming service, and the Harry Potter movies are all better than Ready Player One. Why? I, I don't understand this. You're just a weirdo. Number eight. As reported by Variety, Black Widow actress Florence Pugh is set to star in the murder mystery film adaptation of the Nick Prose novel, The Maid. Florence Pugh is an amazing actress, and she's in multiple movies that are all better than Ready Player One as well. Number nine, according to Deadline, Samuel L. Jackson is set to star in an Apple TV Plus six episode limited series adaptation of the Walter Mosley novel, The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray. Samuel L. Jackson uh, stars as Nick Fury in a bunch of Marvel movies, all of which are better than the movie Ready Player One. This was annoying nine stories ago. Number 10, as reported by Variety, HBO is producing a limited series adaptation of the Olivier Assayas 1996 film, Irma Vep. 
The series will be directed and written by Essayist himself, and it will star Alicia Vikander as an American movie star who begins filming a new movie in France only to eventually find herself unable to distinguish between the film role and reality. I really like Alicia Vikander as an actress. And that concludes the montage. She also stars in um, the Tomb Raider shut up. movie. And, shut, she, and shut that, up. that movie's better than Ready nope. Player One as well. Just want to let everyone know that. Come on, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You ridiculous person. <sighs> well, Simon, I got new releases for you. Do you? Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, every new release on this list is going to be better than Ready Player One. I'll just get that out of the way. So, so fr- Ready Player One is your least favorite movie of all time. Is that what you're saying? No, not of all time. You've never watched any of these movies. You have no idea what they are. So that would be assuming that they are somehow better than Ready Player One. Yeah. Despite you not knowing. So that would mean that Ready Player One is the worst movie you've ever seen. Mm, it's up there. I mean, it's up there. That's deductive reasoning for you. It's up there. It's not a great movie. It's a bad movie, I would say. Anyways, these movies that are coming out are coming out from the week of Mondays, the 21st of December's, uh, until Sunday... The 27th of December's. It's the week of Christmas, baby. You excited? Do you like Christmas? Yeah, it's good. Do you like gifts? They're okay. Do you like receiving them or giving them? Eh. Not going to answer that? <laughs> what do you want from me? You disappointed me, okay? Ready Player One thing. It's, I can only take so many times you can beat me over the head with it, okay? You beat me over the head with it ten times. I had prepared statements. You had no good insights to say. All you had to say was Ready Player One is a bad movie over and over again. Lots of things you could have said. Lots of verdicts you could have passed <laughs> on the montage sequence, but you just didn't. Did you? Did you, Adrian? Huh? Huh, punk? No, I, th- I think everything I said is uh, fair. That's fine. Yeah. So just don't expect me to answer everything you ask, okay? Because you may be, you know. I answered them the way I saw fit, okay? Maybe I won't cooperate either. What's the first movie? So it's releasing on Monday, the 21st of December. It's yeah. called Ariana Grande, Excuse Me, I Love You. It's a Netflix original documentary movie. It's a behind-the-scenes look of her tour and life of Ari- Marinara Grande. Marinara? Mar- I, I'm hungry, dude. I love Marinara. Okay. Anyways, I don't really know much about Ar- Mar- Marinara Grande. Ariana Grande. We can watch this movie and you'll find out. I'm not going to because I don't care enough. Anyways, the, this next movie is coming out on Tuesday, the 22nd of December. Do I regularly say the day or do I just say the date? Like, do I just say like the 22nd? Do I say Tuesday or Wednesday? I don't know why. It just seems You wrong. don't normally say the day, no. No, I don't oh, say no. Do you actually? Now I'm wondering now myself. Yeah, man. This I'm, is your segment. How do you not remember? I don't remember, man. I got a bad memory. You could just scroll up in the document and read it, though. I don't want to. I'm going to lose my place in the document. No, you... You know what I do remember, I don't though? think you do normally say the day. No. I don't? Well, well, going through the document here, it doesn't look like that's the case. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just add that in. From here on out, we're going to do that. But you You're going to be more thorough now. Yeah. One thing I do remember, though, is uh, how bad Ready Player One was. Oh, my God. Anyways, on Tuesday, December the 22nd, a movie that's coming out is a movie called Shortcut. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand rental. It's about these five teens who get trapped in a school bus on a road at night while a mysterious creature threatens their lives. My question is, though, where is the bus driver in all this? Where are the other students? Where are the parental chauffeurs? Why are these five teens on this bus in the middle of a road? What got them there? Did they steal the bus? I know how you can find out. By watching it? By watching the movie. You know what? I will. 
and then I can get back to you and let you know that it is a better movie than Ready Player One. Well, you do that, okay, buddy? The next movie that's coming out is a movie coming out on Wednesday, the 23rd of December. It is The Midnight Sky. This is a Netflix original movie. This one's actually starring George Clooney. Oh. Yeah, so this uh, this actually looks pretty cool. It's about George Clooney. He's just this regular old scientist. He's chilling in the ar- Arctic. But guess what? A mysterious global catastrophe catastrophizes the world, Simon. Oh, no. And, and, and I guess he's by himself there, and he sees that these astronauts, they're coming down to Earth. So you know what he does? What? What does he do? He tries to stop them from coming down to Earth because Why? apparently this catastrophe just destroyed the planet. It's not good. You, you want to know who? You want to know who one of the astronauts are? Who? Felicity Jones. No way. Yeah. You know what this movie's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? No. Fifty-five percent with hey, one hundred and two reviews. That's not bad. The audience score is forty-four percent. Oh, that's not great though. No, the combination of those two things, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. It's George Clooney though. The Clooney. And he directed it as well. Oh, he did? Yeah. The Clune. He doesn't just star him. He's the director. That's amazing, dude. Are you going to watch this? I don't know. It's kind of tempting a little bit. We did want to watch Palm Springs, though. Yeah. And next uh, week, I think. No, it's not next week. I'm getting there, Simon. I'm getting there, baby. I know what you want to say, but I haven't gotten there in my tale yet. I haven't gotten there in the new releases for you. Keep going. Keep going. Let's go. Uh, There's another movie that's coming out on Wednesday the 23rd. It's a movie called Your Name Engraved Herein. It's a Netflix original movie. Picture this. 1987. Taiwan. Martial law has ended. A couple of dudes fallen in love. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible indeed. Possibly. I don't know. The next movie that is coming out is on Thursday, December the 24th. It's a movie called AK versus AK. This is a Netflix movie. It's about this disgraced director who kidnaps an actor's daughter that he had a falling out with. And he films the search to to find her. That's his that's his that's his magnum opus. This movie about someone trying to find their daughter. But it's not taken because it's real life in this world. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I don't believe it's in English though. I see. Yeah. And now these next movies are all coming out on Christmas Day. It's December the 25th. It's a Friday. Christmas, Christmas falls on a Friday. Incredible. Are you excited for Christmas? Do you like mm, Christmas? I mean, COVID, man. Do you like Christmas, though? Yeah, I like... This is the second time you asked me this question. Oh, yeah, but now you're responding to it. But the the I real question you. I wasn't asked answering, wasn't asking. Do you like Do you like presents? Giving them or receiving them? Uh, I'm not answering you. Just just continue the, the podcast. You like getting them. Everyone likes getting them. These are... <laughs> this, <laughs> I actually prefer to give them, okay? No, you don't. Yeah, I do. All right, all right. So take that, take that, you you bum. Oh my God, no, you you know you freaking didn't. I'm 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 gonna storm out of this podcast. How right now. dare you call Ready Player One a bad movie <laughs> ten times? Can't been, believe it's you. been more at this point, okay? You know, don't what? undersell me. Don't undersell me. I've said it more than ten times. At I this have point. a way to get you back, and you'll see. I think the audience will know what it is. Let's continue. Let's continue. If you say it, I know you're lying. Say if what? it's what I think that you're going to say, you are lying to yourself and to everyone. What am I going to say? You're going to say something about Batman v Superman. You're going to say something about Batman v Superman, and you're lying to yourself. <laughs> you thought that that was what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. well. The I'm, audience knows, though. The audience will know. I doubt it, but I'm excited to figure it's what fine. it is. Okay? It's I'm fine, excited. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. Good, good day, sir. I appreciate it. Okay, what's I hope the next you have a movie, fantastic okay? evening. This next movie that's coming out is called Grandma's Last Wishes. It's a Netflix original movie. I know I wrote Wished. 
It auto-corrected multiple times, and I just didn't bother the third time. Okay, Simon? All right. It's a sequel to Grandma's Last Wedding. Okay. I don't know what either of these movies is about. <laughs> the poster looks bad. It just looks bad, and okay. I hated it. I looked at the poster, and I'm like, this looks dumb. Okay. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called We Can Be Heroes. It's a Netflix original. It's about kids being superheroes. Oh, yeah. It looks like, like total shit. To, this is a sequel to... This is uh, Rodriguez. Is this the Rodriguez sequel? Yeah, Robert Ro- Rodriguez. This is the sequel to... What's it called? Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Lava, Lava Plants. Are you sure this is, this is, this Lava is that Plants one? Lava and Shark Man. I never watched that movie. I never watched that movie. Which is also sort of like a you know spiritual successor to Spy Kids. Spy Kids, yeah. It is the Robert Rodriguez one. Yeah. It looks like total shit. It doesn't look good. It also, is the isn't there like a missing person in the cast? Like I didn't. I Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, he's not there. there. What happened to Taylor Lautner? I don't know. He's disappeared. You think he's, he's still okay. alive? Yeah. I, I, I Here, I'm so. gonna Google this. I'm gonna Google this live on the show. I hope he's okay. Is Taylor Lautner dead? No. Well, that's good. No, he's in that show uh, with, uh, is it, what was that show? Cuckoo or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? Like a comedy? Cuckoo? 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 Why is it cuckoo? Because it was C-U-C-K-O-O. That's cuckoo. It's cuckoo. Is it cuckoo? Cuckoo. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I don't know. But that didn't, that didn't last long. Isn't it still running? Is it? I don't know. I mean, if it's not still running, why wouldn't he be in Shark Boy and Lava Pants? I don't know. He didn't return, though. He didn't return, and this movie looks bad, but I don't think I'm the target demographic for this film. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's made for <laughs> Who is the target demographic? I don't know. Considering the people who grew up with this are already now teenagers. so like Maybe to show their kids. The teenagers are going to show their children? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, what's next, Adrian? Come on, let's get through these movies here. It's News of the World, Simon. It's a movie. It's, this is confirmed by Movie Insider in the Cineplex application. This is coming out to theaters, but obviously not near us because we aren't getting any movies in theaters because all theaters are closed near us, Simon. This is about Tom Hanks. He plays a war vet five years after the American Civil War where people fought each other in, this, in America. They, f- they killed each other. Abraham Lincoln or something had something to do with it, I think. This movie is actually well-regarded. I know. It's a Tom Hanks versus George Clooney type scenario. Tom Hanks is winning in this case. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes with 56 reviews counted. Gasp. Yeah. Why are they uh, fighting each other? Well, they're, they're like big name. They're huge name actors. You know what I'm saying? They're almost the same age. Never they, heard of them. They're close to the same age, at least. And they're both like massive actors. They're not fighting. I'm just saying, you know, if we're going to compare... They're fighting this particular battle. Tom Hanks has won. Well, so far, anyway, there's going to be more reviews counted, I'm sure. What's the next movie? Well, I didn't even finish about News of the World, what it's about. Oh, we'll go on. It's about Tom Hanks, and he plays a war vet five years after the Civil War and becomes a nonfiction writer, going town to town, spreading tales of nonfiction. And then he meets a young woman. And then I just stopped reading the description because I got bored. Oh, Okay. Next movie that's coming out is a movie called Promising Young Woman. You know what movie's not boring? Ready no. Player One. Oh, dude, you're wrong. I, just, I didn't even let you answer because then you're going to just not Ready Player talk One. right over me. So. Yeah, no, because you What's the next wrong. movie story? You said it's Promising, Promising Young, Young Woman. Woman. What's that about? That's about... It's, this is confirmed by Movie Insider and Cineplex. You're jumping the gun here, man. I got I to gotta let you know where it's confirmed. And it's coming out to theaters, but not near us. Once again... It's about a promising young woman whose life gets messed up by a mysterious event that wasn't told in the description. But nothing is as it seems, and an encounter between her and someone mysterious gives her a chance to right the wrongs of her past. Ooh. I don't know what it's about. Pretty good cast, though. 
Alfred Molina is in this. Alison Brie is in this. Pretty cool. Someone else is in this that we would probably know. I just don't remember. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Witches. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and Cineplex. Once again, coming to theaters, but not near us. This is a, this is directed by Robert Zemeckis' autocorrect, Simon. I know you're looking at the document. It was Read that to me. Read what it says. Robert Zekekakaya. <laughs> How is that autocorrect? What does that mean? It's. It, what are you writing Zekekaya? I don't know why it autocorrected that. I tried to write Zemeckis, and that's what it did. Hey, okay, Robert Zemeckis, go on. Robert Zemeckis' uh, reimagining of this of Dal's beloved story about some witches and a kid. Okay. I don't know what this story is about. I don't know if it's going to be good. I know nothing about this. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Soul. This is a movie I'm very excited for. It's releasing on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. I'm going to watch this on Christmas Day, and hell yes, I am going to cry. Okay? It looks like a crier. For it sure. looks like a crier, Pixar, and I can't man. wait. Pixar is, uh, is the best animation studio. It really yeah, is. I agree. Looks really good. Yeah. I guess. Stars Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Looking great. This is how they keep people in the month of December, though. They got to have something, one little thing every every month to make sure that people stay subscribed. Although, The Mandalorian did end this this month, so you would probably have to stay subscribed for that, too. But anyway. Hmm. They spread it out enough among the months. They can keep everyone subscribed. That's the advantage of having and the episodes will. airing on a one-per-week basis. But yeah, it anyway. makes sense financially. Yeah. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Sylvie's Love. This is an Amazon Prime original movie, releasing on Amazon Prime. This takes place in the 50s. It's about a man and a woman who meet and bond over love. No, sorry. Okay, this is about a man and a woman that meet and bond over their love of like music and jazz and all that stuff. And their relationship blossoms. But unfortunately, their life takes them in different directions. So that that flower stops blossoming, Simon. But years later, they meet up again, and that flower, although not fully blossomed, can now continue to blossom. Great. It stars Tessa Thompson. Thanks for that. It's very well rated currently on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like in the 90s. Wow. This next movie that's coming out is also within the 90s, and it's called One Night in Miami. We briefly talked about this on an episode oh, yeah, of the show. Oh, yeah, this could win multiple Oscars. This I'm actually very excited for. It's an Amazon original movie, so it's going to be on Amazon on the on, on the Christmas days. Incredible. That's awesome. So this is the Regina King-directed movie that takes place um, on February 25th, 1964, in Miami, a single night. And it's where Cassius Clay meets Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X. And, uh, yeah, they just, discuss, they just have a conversation about uh, being successful black men during the civil rights movement. Seems interesting. It does seem interesting. I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'll watch it on Christmas Day. This could win it all. You think so? I don't know. I wouldn't, we'll be, surpri- I wouldn't be surprised. It's really well regarded. Yeah, I know it's over 90. I think it's like 98 or something on Rotten Tomatoes, something wild. Regina King, man. She's uh, she's doing quite well yeah. lately. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And then finally, on Christmas Day, it's a movie called Wonder Woman 1984. It's not coming on Crave, so who cares about it? Yeah, won't be theatrically released here because it'll be locked down probably. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I really wish they would strike a deal, but I don't know. Did they use that in the Wonder Woman movie? Yeah, they did. They did. They did? Yeah, they did. That's cool. What a great song. That's pretty good. It's fantastic. The Hans. Hans Zimmer. Dude, the Hans. What a composer. Yeah. Also, I couldn't get an extra source for this, but there's a Pinocchio movie coming out. It's like an 
Italian-based Pinocchio movie. Another one? Is this the really creepy one that you yeah, were talking about? Yeah, that I mentioned yeah, many many episodes ago. The trailers I thought out you said different. it was coming out way back then. I thought so as well. It was like 10 well. episodes ago. I thought so as well. Okay. But apparently got pushed back or whatever. It might not even be coming out. It just says theaters. I can't find it anywhere. I can't find any confirmation other than that. I just wanted to add this because watch that trailer. It looks terrifying. It's well rated though. It's like an 80 something on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Really? Yeah. Crazy. But God, I did, uh, God, that Pinocchio is terrifying. It's genuinely frightening. It's genuinely frightening. That's fair. And then finally, the last movie that's coming out, it's coming out on Boxing Day, December the 26th. Boxing Day is a Canadian holiday where people... Go to the stores and shop. Not really a holiday. Yeah, it's not. Everyone's really open. I mean, technically, it's a holiday for. Oh, some people things. do get yeah. it. Yeah, some people do. And get people it get like we paid won't. time and a half if you. Yeah, are that's tr- that's true. Yeah, it is a holiday. Sorry, I'm a crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm a crazy man. You're crazy son of a gun, and you like Ready Player One. So yeah, definitely crazy. This movie's called DNA. It's a Netflix original. It's about a woman who grieves her grandfather who died by meditating or something like that. I again, I don't. I didn't look too deep into this one. There's meditation in the description, there's grieving in the description, and there's a woman in the description. And that's how I came up with this amazing line of dialogue. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? Why'd you laugh? Amazing line of dialogue? Yes, yes. That I performed for everyone to hear. The, the line that was amazing was incredible in like a the crappy way. Is That's how I came up with that amazing line of dialogue. That's, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I think that's the end of our show. Unless I'm mistaken. What do you think, Adrian? Anything else you need to add? <laughs> no, it's okay. Good. I've said it enough. I'm, I'm glad. Psych! Ready Player One sucks. <laughs> You're such a dick, man. <laughs> no. But I got you back, though. But I did get you back. And you don't even know how. You don't even know... If you edit it in, I, this, this bullshit. You can't edit things in. You're just being a... This is bullshit. Is it bullshit? Yeah, it is. Because I didn't hear it. <laughs> Alrighty then. Thank you for listening to the 25th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter, signing off. Hey gang, it's me, Adrian Pinter. I'm about to sign off, and I uh, can't sign off without saying what I always say. Ready Player One sucks. (laughs) And Batman v Superman's a great movie. It's going to be my new line. I'm going to use that every week now. Take care. God. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Ready Player One sucks.